welcome back to the high kind it's me huntley i'm with andy and david and we have caitlin with us tonight hi so way less younger. <laughs> so this is the bonus show this is basically an ama and we have a couple of stories that we're going to talk about and let's start things off with sam hi sam, sam. he's not <clears> in <throat> yet Oh, son, son of Sam, <laughs> son of Sam. No, son I know we talked about son of Sam the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is not son of Sam. Oh, okay. But just wait. Mm. Oh, oh, I like the avatar. Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like, greetings. Um. Greetings. Perfect avatar. How are you? How's mm-hmm. everyone doing? <laughs> great. <laughs> we are doing okay. great. Dope. Yeah, he showed this to me before he came on. I was like, I'm not going to tell him. I want it to be a surprise. Does the alien track your movements? Yes. Uh, so, you know, I can do inappropriate things. Okay. So the finger, <laughs> the finger was I moving. Like, oh, God. I, I have a <laughs> valve index, so it's got full finger tracking. And then, of course, it tracks my mouth. <laughs> and if you keep seeing so me looking cool. to my left, I uh, have Discord up, and you know I can interact with Google mm-hmm. and everything in VR. This mm-hmm. is so awesome! So you're in VR wow. right now? Correct. Yeah. I'm in. I, wow! I am in a game called VR Chat, and this is the world wow. behind me. Holy shit! Wow. Can you breathe and there? <laughs> can you breathe <laughs> there? The future, oh, the future's here. Okay, cool. yeah, for the, now right. for the for the people that only listen to the show, which is a majority of the people that check us out, uh, Sam is a VR alien in the chat with us right now. Yeah, it's awesome. Floating in space, mind you. Floating in fucking space. He flipped us off earlier, which was perfect. Um, <laughs> I know I would do that if I was driving by background. this crazy planet. You can always oh. catch the VOD, you know, at twitchtv.com forward slash the high kind. Oh, yeah. You can see ah. this True. for yourselves. I think I know where all my money's about to go. Yeah. So, um, um, <laughs> the Valve Index is quite expensive and it takes a quite a hefty PC to run it. So yeah. just so you know, it's all gone. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think I've got everybody's volumes corrected, yeah. and I am good to go. I yes. come in peace. Yes, perfect. perfect. I come in peace. <laughs> Depending on who you are. <laughs> it's a right. conditional piece. The conditional piece. All right, Sam. Tell. Uh, ask us what you want to ask us. So I come on with a fairly uh, serious question, but it's also comical and satirical at the same time. Often. Um, I want to know what the fascination is between alien abductions and probing. Why yeah. does that exist in either the human conscious or why people explain that they've been probed? Um, I've had... I've had several readings, um, done several readings. Um, I guess the most famous one is the one in Brazil from Antonio Boas about the platinum blonde alien that, um, (laughs) you know, 
<laughs> gassed him and uh, proceeded to procreate and wanted to have a human hybrid alien to take back to their planet and it, it just raise. My, raise it. My question is, is mm-hmm. if an alien, you know, procreated with a human and they took it back, how would they know that the human would survive in those conditions? There's all sorts of different bacteria. They don't. On different planets. They don't. So it's it's just basically like, we're just going to try this out. Sorry, uh, little half-breed thing. You're dead. But on the probing, like my speculation has always been that the reason why they stick things up assholes is to just try to understand our diet. That's that's where my thought goes. That could be it, actually. You're not you're not wrong. Yeah, I've heard all science yeah. From a, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. understand because there's all sorts of bacteria in our digestive tract and therefore our rectums. So it, it would be the yeah. perfect way of getting everything out, like what we're eating, what kind of bacteria, <laughs> what kind of enzymes, semen, blood, whatever's in there. Diseases. Just to analyze diseases, just to analyze mm-hmm. it. That's a good point. That's, uh, you know, taking it from a serious note, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it could yeah. be Freudian in nature as well. You know, <laughs> I, that's what I was going to go with. That was the angle is a Freudian, you know, desire that all well, of mankind has. And it just underpins everything that we do. Yeah. All right. Also, though, if this is, you know, the astral realm or something, right, where they actually are, you know, everything's perceptual. So, you know, there seems to be too many different groups, right? There's the ones that want to anally probe you. And then there's the ones that want to have kids with you, you know, like, and they want to actually have sex with you. Not, you know, like there's just as many of those stories. Now they do Mm -hmm. tend to be predominantly male on those abductions. So I don't know. I mean, there are those same stories about women though, having hybrid children. And those stories go back for ages, you know, like uh, the Irish uh, myth of the changeling. Um, mm-hmm. is the same thing and sometimes they would have to return the baby because it wouldn't survive in the the fairy realm you know so mm-hmm. yeah or the nephilim maybe yeah the nephilim's yeah, another well, one that comes to mind yeah the same half the kind of hybrid yeah of the two it's uh, kind of what i'm getting at is that it's been a you know a correlation in history that um, mm. alien abductions and probing it's 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 kind of almost hand in hand right yeah. and i want to know you know <laughs> why you know because it is and, funny and, and it can too. be taken not seriously but in a serious way why you know i like Huntley's idea i think there's a scientific reason for the probing yes serious reason scientific wanting to understand things a uh, comic reason uh they're they, they're just <laughs> sticking it in the wrong hole they're confused. They don't know the difference between the two holes. They think that's our mouth. Yeah, they think it's our <laughs> mouth, and they're just <laughs> slipping it in, and everybody's like, oh. I mean, I could get really gross on here, but. <laughs> I mean, I think that's least likely because, you know, if they've traveled here and abducted yeah. us, then our presumption is, is that they're intelligent enough to. to know that's the right presumably, hole. right? I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Yeah. So presumably they would know, you know, uh, how to test us appropriately mm-hmm. and just just why they meet, you know, because that I mean, I guess scientifically, right. They're probing us to test our biological nature. Yeah, you, you get all sorts of 
material from your ass material. Do you know that our assholes have a, a distinct uh, print just like our fingertips? <laughs> it's identification. Yeah, it's identification. Oh, Holy yeah. shit, it's I identification. Did not know that. Today it, I learned. Also, so like it's 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 pretty obvious that the aliens don't really give a shit about like the that they abduct ever. So I definitely think it's just like all scientific search and who knows, maybe the equipment they have is like that they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what hole they're they're diving into, you know? That's just they're that's just, perverts. just what the machine is used for, right? So like I don't know. Yeah. Either they just don't care if what hole they go into or that's how they do research with in themselves too i don't know but well, i've got a more <laughs> grounded explanation for this all right because of the, the 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 asshole fingerprint thing this is just <laughs> another way for the government to track us they're getting Absolutely. all of our fucking information they're getting our they're abducting us for our dental dental records our fingerprints and then our assholes yeah. What if the alien? What if the aliens are doing to us what we do to feral cats? Like where we <laughs> give them the little microchip, they mm-hmm. identify us by like our fingerprint buttholes, <laughs> and they sterilize us so we don't reproduce. We're like feral cats. Good. We're like feral cats <laughs> in the city, people. I well, mean, it's probably in like the same wheelhouse is what cats are to us really i mean yeah exactly that's what I i'm saying or, or we might even be lesser than cats we might be like a, a butterfly or something it's like know? taking your cat to the vet you know they stick the thermometer up the ass you know yeah and exactly yeah. the cat's just yeah. like what what's yeah, going on we here? are not we are nothing but fucking cattle to them the, yeah. and like considering what they do to cows i think we should be happy that it's that way <laughs> Maybe they're just taking our temperature. Yeah, they're che- taking our temperature, mm-hmm. getting samples of everything. And that, that's my gist, is Scientifically, like if I was trying to go like logically in science, what could they get from that? It is just getting all the sorts of different things that, you know, come from our body. Easily accessible without having to cut us open. Because people start to ask questions if, you know, you find a dissected person on in the middle of a fucking cornfield. There's going to be questions asked. Now, if you just pull all the data and information from the butthole, <laughs> no harm, no foul. Nobody knows a goddamn thing. You just have somebody's like, they stuck something up my ass. And everybody's just going to be like, okay, Leroy, yeah, whatever. <laughs> or they're just kinky. I or mean, they're just could, kinky. I could live with their Some type of fetishism. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah just some type. Yeah, the, you know. It just could be that simple. We 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 like to go, you know, as we go into space with our giant phallic penises called rockets. You know, we're penetrating outer space. Uh, Maybe they're just penetrating us back. You know, maybe it's payback. I don't know. What if? What if payback for the moon landing? Yeah. What if they observed (laughs) our rockets and they're just like, man, they really like phallic shaped objects. So this is going to be the most acceptable thing we can do to them. And they're not going to care because clearly their rocket ships look like fucking dicks. So what if we just slide something that looks like a dick up them and we retrieve all the fucking data that we need? So, so, but, but to counter that, like, you know, for the male abductee, right? 
um, why is it probing over some type of, um, you know, interaction with, mm. you know, like, yeah. like, a, the shaft. like a, a sexy female alien that wants to have kids versus the, the probing. Correct. I would say Maybe we're just not very good at foreplay with them. <laughs> uh, on a serious, <laughs> I think it's basically like, so the greys are kind of like the dark elves from Norse mythology. And you also had the light elves. I think there's multiple groups, but just to simplify it, there's basically two these two kind of sides of the coin. So if if you get abducted by the uh, the weird pervy archonic dark elf, you're gonna you're gonna get something up your butt. You know, it's it's a roll in the dice, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, don't know what you're gonna end up with. You just hope. You hope it's, like it's a, a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna <laughs> literally. <laughs> It's like a uh, box. Oh no! You, you just for the light elves. Is it yeah specific the dark elves? That's what I think. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's one of their names, you know, throughout the centuries. But I always like calling them elves just because it's kind of cool. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't like that. But yeah, no, I think that's it. I think it's I think it's the archonic ones, the evil ones that they just like the. They're just really kinky. Maybe maybe they're they kinky just, and they like to fuck with us. And they know it's going to make us uncomfortable. <laughs> just like, oh, take your temperature. This is the yeah. most ho- horrible way I can do this. You know, it's, it's you're, you're cattle to me, you know, basically. Yeah. Now, yeah. I've never I've never really gone into the searched in death because like anytime I read about probing. I've never found a case where they've at least put lube on it. From what I understand, they it, it, it goes in just raw. They don't care. That's they, yeah, they don't give a I shit. Mean, from every no. story that I've ever listened to, even like more pleasant, if you want to call it that, or less horrible experiences, they just don't care because they do something that is supposed to make you pretty much forget everything, it seems like in most cases, until something triggers it and then you remember it again. Or like that story with the guy that had that, uh, that implement in him that he didn't mm-hmm. know about for like you mm-hmm. i mean it seems like at least in those cases they do some kind of erase for at least for a while yeah. i mean from from most of the collegiate sources that i could cite from there's no real um evidence-based hypothesis of why this exists um, other than, you know, the obvious, they're testing us, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, going into it though, as well is that, um, there's not, I, th- I personally do believe it's more psychological than mm-hmm. it is. To the um, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah. psychological, especially yeah. no lube. That's definitely yeah, no psychological. Lube. No lube at all. They don't even <laughs> spit on it. It's like Hellraiser or something. They're just like, oh my god. Oh, oh, god. god. I just spent I just spent the last oh. week watching like so many Hellraisers too. Oh god. It's just Cinnabites all over again. Oh fuck me. Oh now, uh, now I got all sorts of shit in my head. <laughs> You're welcome. I got all sorts of shit in my head. Oh. Well, thank you guys for entertaining this idea um and this talk. Thank you for Thank your you. awesome Absolutely. avatar. Always, always, yes. yeah. <laughs> Try to make it interesting. So you, you made it I interesting. Love the purple. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
anybody that wants to know, this is VR chat. So, you know, shout yeah. out to them. Shout out to the VR chat. So cool. <laughs> to a bunch of degenerates that created this, okay? <laughs> it's the Facebook of DGENs, okay? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I appreciate you guys' time and uh, thank you. Have a good rest of your yeah. night. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Bye, Sam. Bye. Bye. All right. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. So, our next uh, thing is this isn't a person that reached out to me. This is a person I reached out to because I read this story and it was very intriguing to me. And it's a little creepy, but good. I'm going to read it to you. And the handle is uh, Ingenious7. And the story goes, when I was a kid, my parents and I lived in a small mobile home in a plot that was across the street from the local cemetery. Although I don't remember much about living there, my parents and other family members have told me stories. I do remember my mom and dad arguing in the middle of the night. And one time I remember my dad asking my mom, why are you washing clothes at this hour at night? My mom arguing back that she wasn't, but we could hear the washer and dryer running. I remember coming home and my parents freaking out because all the cabinets and drawers were open. They assumed someone broke into the house, but nothing was ever missing. I do remember one night, multiple shadows entering my room and standing over my bed. I remember thinking it was my mom until moments later, the lights turned on and my mom walked into the room to check on me. I was so freaked out that I never slept in my own bed again until I was about nine years old. And they kind of had a flashback when they watched a movie and this is what they said. There's a scene in the fourth kind that made me have a breakdown because it felt like a flashback. These are the things I do remember. And I'm going to read you a couple of incidences that happened. One night, my parents were outside having a few drinks and I was inside watching the TV. I must have been around five or six years old. Suddenly, my parents heard me crying in pain and ran into the house to see what was happening. They saw me hurtled over crying and screaming my mom ran to me and started asking what was wrong she then lifted my shirt to see if there was something biting me there was nothing but my skin that was being pulled as if it was rubber like little pinches of skin being pulled like rubber Mm. my parents yes my parents were panicked and ran to get the phone to call for help. The moment my dad reached for the phone, the pinching stopped and the front door slammed open as if something had just ran out. My dad then ran outside to see if he could see anything, but nothing was there. Suddenly, he started hearing a growling coming from underneath the mobile home. When he looked, all he could see were some red bloodshot eyes staring at him and glowing. My dad, in a complete panic, pulled out his gun and started shooting at whatever it is. This caught the attention of a local police officer who pulled up in front of the house and pulled his gun out on my dad. My dad quickly dropped his gun and told the officer, hey man, I'm sorry, but something just attacked my son and it's under the trailer. Before the officer could even look, a creature jumped out from under the mobile home and jumped the fence and started running. The police officer jumped back into the car and started chasing it. Like any thoughts on that this so far? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. fuck that shit entirely. Yeah, yeah. Um, salt and burn it. Yeah, yeah. Salt. yeah. salt and burn more, it. Right? There's a little. There's more. more. There's more. Right? Is that, yeah. is that the end of the story? No, I'm gonna read the entire post. Uh, okay. Okay. 
At this my point, my, go ahead. Go on. You first. At this point, my parents were completely frightened since they had no car at the time. They called a friend of my dad and asked them for a ride to my grandparents' house. Once the friend got there, my dad loaded us into the car and was getting ready to leave. When the police officer returned, the police officer told my parents, I followed that thing for about a half a mile and it just vanished. I don't know what that was, but I suggest you leave the area for the time being in case it returns. My mom said she had never heard a police officer sound so terrified in his life. As we were driving down the road, my dad's friend looked at the rearview mirror and asked my parents, hey, do you guys see anything running after us? What the fuck is that thing? At that point, the truck jumped as if something had just landed on the cargo bed. My mom started yelling in pain as the back of her hand was being pinched and pulled just as my skin had been earlier. This continued until my parents reached my grandparents' property. Now, my grandparents have always been super religious. They're one of the founding members of their church and used to host Sunday Mass at their home before their church had enough saved to buy a building. And the moment my mom walked into the front gate, the pinching and pulling stopped. My parents ran into my grandparents' home screaming and crying, and my grandparents automatically assumed that my parents were either drunk or on some kind of drug. But once they saw the look in all of our eyes, they decided to call the pastor immediately. And, and as soon as the pastor arrived, her first words, I don't know what is going on, and I don't want to panic you, but I feel something extremely hostile right outside of this home. They immediately started praying. My mom says she opened her eyes during the first prayer and looked outside the window and could see red bloodshot eyes staring into the house. That night, my mom also claims that during the middle of the night, she awoke and heard three knocks on the window. She said she could see the outside of the window, a tall creature walking back and forth outside the gate, saying how she thought it was odd, almost as if the creature could not enter the property. After that night, things apparently calmed down and nothing really weird happened in that trailer again. Although my parents did move out a few months later, but even the renters and people who now live there claim nothing has happened to them. But something is definitely there and it remembers us. My parents have drove past one night and saw three dogs jumping from outside the cemetery and perched themselves like birds on a fence watching the car drive by. I had my first car accident. On the same street in front of the cemetery, too, I suddenly lost control of my car and crashed into a gas pipe. My grandmother has since passed and was buried in that cemetery, and since then, nothing has happened. I like to think she's putting those creatures in their place, acting <laughs> as my guardian angel. That sounds like a cross between, uh, like, Mothman and uh, Patman. Yeah. The house. Yeah. It's... It's weird that it... it, it is like attached to that that family though and doesn't mess with anybody yeah. else. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is strange. Uh that's that was the part that perplexed me. When I read this, I was like, wow. At first I thought it was, you know, somebody, you know, writing just a like a quick, you know, flash fiction horror. So, you know, I messaged them and they said, no, 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 this really happened to me. And I'm always inclined to believe it. I'm not one to like question people because I do believe in the paranormal and the weird happening. Yeah. Do you have a, a city, state, general area? No, I didn't want to dive too much in that just because I didn't want to, you know, people going out and looking around for it. I wish that person wanted to come on the show. I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah. I will gladly, I will gladly correspond back with them and see if they are interested. Oh, you should yeah. for sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah, but it's, uh, 
interesting. It's interesting stuff, just like the incidences that happen at the graveyard to the family. I got a theory, but David, when you go first, I was thinking like maybe a hellhound of some kind. But yep, me too. Yeah, yeah, oh, same <laughs> here. Like hellhound. Yeah, my, the only thing set. that kind of yeah, the only thing that I I mean I don't know how big they're supposed to be, but when you know the mother said that it was like a tall figure with red eyes pacing back and forth, like. I, like how tall you know i wonder and are hellhounds supposed to be like massive like that like yeah because in well, that case how could it hide under like a like a trailer home but it, you know yeah i think they that's could my be closest that big. guest guess i mean yeah why not i mean if especially yeah. if it's like some kind of demon dog you know it's going to be grotesquely like proportioned and stuff right mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what they really look like, but they're all through mythology. And of course, there's, you know, the most famous would be uh, Cerebrus, the yeah. one that guards the gates of hell. But like, there's all kinds of other ones. And, you know, like in the show Supernatural, how they kind of describe them, you know, it kind of sounds like that story in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. where they just, once they get your scent, you can't escape kind of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. So my theory was Hellhound as well. But what brought it to that cemetery and specifically that family? Because like at first I was like, well, maybe there's something like a ley line or some kind of entrance weak point from Mm. that realm into our realm. But that kind of goes out the window for me when it's only the singular family that is being that was that is being harassed by it because one one creature that seems to be the primary. Yeah. And. That's the only thing is like I lean on Hellhound, but if it's a Hellhound that somehow made its way into our realm, don't you think it would want to fuck with other people too at the same mobile home? Well, that's the thing I was going to bring up. The other thing it could be, and I hate to say this, is one of two things, either a curse or a deal. So I don't know what the grandmother was into. It's interesting. You know, I don't know, obviously, this person or their family. I don't know what their spiritual beliefs are and stuff like that. And sometimes people, especially older people, have hidden beliefs that, you know, (laughs) you might end up having relatives that are into witchcraft and stuff. You don't know it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, that is one way that you could, I guess, because like you said, you don't, the other people don't, did not experience it, right? They weren't being targeted by it. I guess you should, I should rephrase that. They weren't being targeted by it. Mm -hmm. So what was drawing that creature to them specifically and yeah. given what a hellhound kind of represents yeah, yeah could, could be a curse i would the I way would, it's just you know okay. i would lean more on somebody else cursing the family right yeah due, yeah. due to them found, founding a church yeah yeah i mean well, we don't know the family history there could be something in there which i mean and I don't mean offense by suggesting that, you know, your family members could be into witchcraft because, you know, it's because, you know, we're, because we're into it. Well, no, that I just mean like with the, the church and, you know, them founding a church, because at the end of the day, there's lots of um, like lots of like even Christian belief systems that use things like laying, you know, like healing, like laying on hands and all kinds of different things, you know, prayers mm-hmm. are a form of magic. So just yeah. kind of put that out there. But like. Um, the fact of the matter is like, I don't know. It sounds like, yeah, they were, maybe a curse was put on them. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was on the grandmother specifically. David. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, like because it's just specifically targeted. Um, it just yeah seems like if it's a hellhound, someone had to send it for some reason. Yeah, Caitlin. Uh, what do you guys think about it being a skinwalker? Oh, yeah. Uh, Good one. Yeah. That kind of, that was kind of going through my wheelhouse because our next week's episode is about skinwalkers. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I listen to shit about skinwalkers all the time. That's just the only other thing that's been going through. I don't know much about hellhounds, so it's been interesting listening to mm -hmm. talk about it. So, um, but skinwalker was like my real only other. Yeah, but once again, like, it would have to be some kind of skinwalker driven there by, like, a bargain or a curse because it's not targeting the family. Right, because why is it messing with yeah. anybody else? Yeah. Right. Still, though, I totally didn't even think about that, like, some sort of, like, weird animal. Yeah, uh, be- because yeah. if it was just a single event, I would just be like, weak point, bad, you know, weak point, bad place, wrong time, and... uh you got fucked by like whatever this was, but the fact that all these other incidences happened, yeah, and nothing happened to other families. That's what intrigued me the most about the story, and that's why I brought it on here was because I wanted to hear other people's thoughts on it. Also, and that they leave and they come back, and there's a you know like it seemed like they went away for a period of time, and then even when they come back, it's like still there. Yeah. My- my final question is, like, I'm going to just assume that the only reason why the grandmother was buried there is because it's, I'm going to assume that it's a smaller town. I don't want to make this assumption. But if my, if my grandchild and my, one of my children encountered something from a, from a cemetery and, you know, Lots of bad things happen over there to them afterwards. I probably wouldn't want to be buried there. Yeah, they'd be traumatized, and right. be traumatized. Yeah. I would be like, "No, well, you can bury me somewhere else." Uh, unless there's like, I would want to dive more in and find like more of the history of it, and and, and I will probably reach out to this person and ask. Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. why. Yeah, I really want to talk to this person because, like, what what is the ancestral background like what if there's been a curse on that family what if they've been there there for whatever however many mm-hmm. years however many generations mm-hmm. and where their grandmother is buried there's like a shit ton of their family there i'm really yeah sure. right yeah. and the fact that person. it like seems to haunt this one particular area mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. interesting too yeah it's very into that maybe it's just bound to like a specific area like someone right. didn't want these people to be living there anymore yeah or something or family yeah, the family. like it might be down to it's like when you put your dog outside you tie him to a you know a tree or something like that <laughs> he's got like a radius yeah. or, you know he can travel or yeah. something yeah you can only yeah. travel so far any more thoughts on that just shadow people need do need to be recognized mm-hmm. that we're in that too though in the beginning of the story uh, yeah, she, they yeah. said they saw shadow people too. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I always, in my point of view, shadow people you see, especially when you wake up during sleep paralysis, are not your friends. They are archonic entities now. So maybe they were watching the family or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Perhaps, um, perhaps that is, uh, yeah, some kind of entity, and that the hellhound was basically. Their pet servant. or their servant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I, like, there's so much action in the other bar, part of it. I kind of forgot about the shadow people again. Right. Well, it's important, right? Because maybe yeah. Yeah, just checking up. Yeah, checking up on them, and then it's just like it's all it's all the parents outside, and it's just like I'm gonna fuck shit up, go for the kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got one more thing. This one's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna let David kind of open up and just give us a little bit of background, and I'm gonna play an interview that he conducted, and uh, hopefully soon we can have this same person on where we can all talk to him. But that's up to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh this was actually the day slash night that we went ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. Um when my friend who I've known for years uh reached out to me. It was like, dude, I've got to tell you about this this crazy shit that's happening to me lately. And it all kind of like culminated over the last couple of days. And um yeah, so I just wanted to wait till I was back home before we talked. And then yeah, we chatted for about two hours about this um in voice and i reduced it down to about 30 35 minutes and yeah i I don't i guess i don't want to spoil too many uh details but we can kind of talk about it afterwards because i found it really interesting because a lot of it has been he's not like a practice well he actually is sort of practicing but he goes in and out of it and he's like totally disconnected he doesn't listen to our show or anything and it's interesting that there's a lot of like similarities between his experiences and then what we've been kind of talking about mm-hmm. uh lately so so yeah just kind of can you give us a little bit of background is are y'all like friends yeah. or yeah we um yeah we're gaming friends um we yeah yeah, so we've been playing together for th- three years. No. About that. So, no. Well, let's play the audio, and uh, anytime we want right, to pause it so, uh, and just talk about notes or anything that we that come to our head, this, just uh, say something. But I, I told you about my cool. grandma being right. like an energy healer for like 40 years, and um, she's helped so many people, and I've met a lot of these people, and like she's been doing this for me for a long time, and like... I never go to the doctor. I don't go to the dentist. Um, I should go to the dentist, but uh, <laughs> she, like, I've taken herbs my whole life, and it's from a company um, called uh, Nature Sunshine. So, like, whenever I get sick, like, it's you either have like a viral infection or a bacterial infection, and there's a recipe for each. And what my grandma learned early on, because she went to like a lot of seminars and talks and stuff like that when she was younger, um, they have a whole thing called muscle testing. And it's based on a science called kinesiology. And I stayed away from the literature because I didn't want to – most things that I – like this, I stay away from the literature because it's so easy to get polluted because there's so much bad uh, information out there. So um, the easiest way to say it, like you ask a yes or no question, and then um, the way they teach you, I guess, is you hold up like a, a gallon, like a full gallon milk jug with your arm, and you ask a, a yes or no question. And if it's yes, it sticks. And if it's no, you can't hold it up and your arm falls. That's like the basis of it. So you can do it by, for example, you hold your uh, thumb together with your middle finger. And you can have somebody else ask you the question. And the easiest way to show someone how this works is you tell them to hold their finger like that. And you pull it apart and you you show them how easy it is to pull somebody's fingers apart, right? Because you're using two of your arms to pull apart two fingers. So that should be very easy, right? So you tell the person to tell 
uh, their name to you. And you say, yes, sticks, no breaks. And you show them how it works. So they say their name, say their name is John. They say, my, my name is John. It sticks and you can't pull it apart. You have to use all your force to even budget. If you say any other name, it breaks. Your fingers fly apart. So you use Pause this concept and you can use it with. It's like a divination lie detector sort of kind of thing. And then at the same time, it's really cool. Uh, but it's like, it reminds me of, you know, when they, um, they do those weird things like where they'll have um, <clears throat> a bunch of people around someone and they'll all use like two fingers to lift them off the ground. Do you know what I'm talking about? And then they'll start like taking people away until it's just like two people holding yeah. up a, a person. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It reminds me of that. It's like these mind over matter kind mm-hmm. of tricks mm-hmm. that you can play. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. But. Ooh. So you hold the piece of food and you say, is this good for me right now? And then you can go as far to say on a scale of one to 10 for nutritional value, is this a 10, nine, eight, seven? And if it's a piece of shit, it goes down to two or lower. And that's how you identify good quality food. So this isn't even any of the crazy stuff, dude. This is the stuff that I used to think was crazy. (laughs) So have you ever heard of uh, using pendulums, crystals? (laughs) <laughs> to uh, detect energy fields and stuff like that? Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit. I don't know about detecting, but my friend has a pendulum board that we use to uh, commune with something mm-hmm. the other night. Uh, okay, so you can... It's basically just a crystal on a string. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. once you carry it around long enough, and you, you're the only one who has your crystal. And my grandma's been doing this for a long time. She showed me this shit when I was like eight years old, dude. And you can spin it around somebody's body, and if their energy fields are in balance, it spins to the right. If they're bad, it rocks back and forth. And then you can hold it over food, too. And food actually has energy if it's it's like living, good, healthy food, like fresh food. If it's old or if it's shit food, the crystal just it weighs back, or back and forth. It's contaminated. It spins to the left if it's bad. This was the basis for identifying good food. Your hand doesn't move. Her hand doesn't move. And, like, I always thought that she was, like, I was always so skeptical of it. But, like, I came to accept it because with the muscle testing, it's, like, double checking. And once you feel the power of, like, how this works, there's just no denying it. It's so visceral and strong. And, like, my grandma can hold her fingers together. And I have a hard time pulling them apart when she does that. And it's Pause a real quick. This is actually a question for David and Caitlin, since I've shown, obviously, you guys have been with me through a lot of my divination, uh, like developing me using it and stuff. And divining rods are very similar to pendulum. and can do a lot of the same things. I'll start with you, David. What was your first thoughts when I first showed you? Like, I had no idea what to think of it because I had never like considered using any any kind of tools or just like object to divine information. Right. Cause I was always more in the mm-hmm. realm of, um, you know, alternate states of mind to divine knowledge. So I didn't really like mm. pay much attention to, um, like physical objects doing that a, a little bit. Freak you out? Um, I, it was interesting. I was like curious, but I was like, yeah, I don't know if this like really works, but then you like started kind of showing me, um yeah like, and then, like asking questions and, like and whatever and i was like okay <laughs> this is, there might be something to this this is interesting um yeah caitlin well i was curious too also uh 
I was curious about your reaction and then also Caitlin's right after you. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm curious because he's having that same kind of like holy shit moments that like people sometimes have with divination when they first see it. And uh, like when I was doing it on the video, Huntley said there was some kind of yeah. reactions yeah, the, to that the, as well. The reactions were just like, yeah, like emojis being like, holy shit. Or people just be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, David. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say anything. It was uh, it's Caitlin's oh, turn. Okay. Caitlin, what was your thoughts? Uh, well, I, I, Andy had talked to me a lot about the divination rods before he showed them to me. But I mean, I'll never forget the first time he showed them to me and Jamie were over at my apartment. And I was so like, I, I was fascinated, I think. I was like, what do you, you have to meditate or something before you do it? I remember asking. And then um, Andy just like divine about something in my apartment, Rod's cat or like that. And he showed me a couple examples. Holy shit. And um, I don't think it freaked me out. I have a pretty open mind when it comes to the whatever esoteric stuff. I mean, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist. My dad told me that the moon landing was faked when I was like six years old. So, I mean, that's kind of the household I grew up in. And I mean, now I pull tarot and stuff. Um, I've never used the crystal pendulum, um, but I've uh, used boards and I've used the divination rods. I'm not as good at it as Andy is. I I can't like, um, my answers aren't as precise as his. But I know what he's talking about. You hold the rods in your hand and you do not move. You don't move anything. You are completely 100% still. And the rods answer your questions. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is. But it it is it works Mm -hmm. and it's not the person doing it you know it's not it's not in your imagination it's not because the person is minusculely moving in some way and tricking you into thinking that it's really working no it's it's really working i just kind of wanted to get their perspectives on that because he's kind of has that same reaction Mm -hmm. to a lot of this so it's kind of freaks people out yes answer like this conversation would go so much better in person because I could actually show you this. And even then it's hard to believe because it's so hard to wrap your mind around because we've just been conditioned to think that all this stuff is just like in movies and horror movies and all that dumb shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So are you following me so far? (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm going to try to like, not talk about all of it right now because if i do you will definitely think i'm crazy but uh let's get back to the main story (laughs) i told you all about that crazy story with the the music syncing up with like the lightning uh on the way to arizona yeah my grandma and that whole thing so that was when i knew things were weird and there was something going on there has been signs like that for the past like two three weeks dude and they keep coming non-fucking-stop. And it all culminated... <sighs> Dude, I have, like, no sense of time anymore. This shit's so spooky. It was, like, last night. Yeah, it was last night. Or, no, it was yesterday at 3, three o'clock in the morning. And... So, to put the story short, dude, 
my grandma has had this nagging cough for over a decade now, dude. And she used to be a smoker and she's had a lot of tragedy in her life. And um, she did quit smoking years ago, but she has this really bad dry cough. And the doctors always say that she's perfectly healthy. There's nothing wrong with her. My mom started to get this cough too. And we thought that it was like my mom used to work in an office and it had it was connected to like a machinery shop or something. Um, mm-hmm. We thought that uh, <clears throat> that it was like uh, the toxins from the shop or something. And like my grandma does all this, this work and stuff. And I don't want to go too far into the details because once you start to explain the details of how she works, it's just I've tried to explain it to people and it just doesn't work. But um. It's I want to know the details. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I do yeah, too. I, too. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very curious about it. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by it because there seems to be some kind of lineage a little bit with his grandmother already from the fe- from the feel of it, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> ancestral stuff like that fascinates me because that's kind of my background. Uh, yeah, yeah, ancestral magic, and <clears throat> I, I'm curious. Uh, but we're gonna keep on playing. I just wanted to say that uh, I'm I'm very intrigued now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really keeps going. And <laughs> what I've come to realize in the past few days is that it's it doesn't work like we thought it did. And I don't know where she learned this. And I've heard stories of like how she came to start doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first it was really simple. And she was just, she would use like, um, she would, none of us are religious. None of us go to church or any of that. We're all very spiritual. She would use what she would call a healing prayer. And she would uh, hold like uh, an herbal recipe close to her heart. And she would carry the efficacy of it and try to do it that way. Um, and then she would do things like working with your chakras and Chinese energy fields and uh, your polarity, stuff like that. And that was the stuff that I always found helped the most. And, you know, there's so much literature on all that stuff. So I don't even need to go into that. But then after a while, dude, it just got convoluted where she started saying you needed to work on like systems of your body and all this weird stuff. And all of a sudden, like she would say she would work on us or do things and it would like make me or my mom feel worse and we didn't know what was going on so i tried to learn how to do this and for the whole time you've known me in one way or another i've been always kind of in or out of this looking back on it now i noticed that when i was super into mmos and i wasn't messing with this stuff i was fine and when i started messing with it that's when i started getting into trouble and then it felt like i was getting lost in it so long story short, dude, I'm trying to think if I left anything else that's important to this this story. I probably am, dude, because there's there's just so much crazy shit that's gone on. Well, what about the picture? <laughs> that's that just you sent me. Do, okay, maybe I should kind of like it? build up to this. <laughs> or is that so something else? I got a friend, I got a hold of an old friend. Um and she I hadn't seen her for like shit, seven years, dude. Anyways, me and her hung out and we started talking about kind of like she knew about my grandma because she actually talked to her once my grandma tried to help her. So I've had some really good conversations with her, uh, but she's really busy uh, with school right now. So um, I haven't been able to talk to her a lot, um, but that really helped me. And then like 
something changed, dude. And it just like, I just like, it was so nice hanging out with a friend. Like I was just in like such a better mood. I was like, I hadn't like been excited about like waking up in my day in a long time. And it's like me and her are just friends. And it's just, it's awesome to have someone to hang out with. But then I started noticing this change, dude. And I had this pain in my left side. And it happened the day I went to go meet her. And you know I've told you about my wisdom teeth and the pain in my mouth and stuff? And I've been taking herbs for it, for the infection and stuff. And I thought the whole time, like, like I know, I they, know they help and they're good, but I, I just thought, like, my mouth was totally fucked. So about three days ago, maybe more, um, I had this experience and I wrote it down somewhere, so I would have to revisit it, revisit it there. But there's some, there's something called uh, Kundalini, and it's basically when all your chakras are clear, Kundalini rises through your body, and there's different levels of it. And like this is a whole, it has to do uh, with uh, Hindu religion, I think. The, the the craziest thing about all this, dude, is I do very little research into any of this the most i've done is i've like watched some russell crowe videos about enlightenment and like a couple muji videos here and there like i've i've lightly scratched the surface of it and i've watched like some joe rogan stuff about psychedelia and stuff like that like the paul Sammons videos besides that i've tried to try to stay away from this stuff because i didn't want my view to be clouded so the only way i can explain this to you is that i've attained enlightenment and what I mean by that is by using these, the, the way you change energy in your body and being able to identify your emotions and to access your chakra and to manipulate it, I can actually alter my mood and I can get to a euphoric state at will by doing these things. And that's not even the crazy part. The crazy part is that I found out that I'm an empath. Have you ever heard of an empath? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know how I've always said, oh, I can read. I've always been able to read people. And I've told you, like, oh, I always got a bad vibe from that guy. Like, in the guild, like, I'd be like, oh, that guy always got a bad vibe from him. And, like, it was always somebody who was, like, not a good – or, like, it didn't work out or something. Yeah. Since I've been a kid, I thought that that was something that everybody could do. Like, I've always just had a vibe from people, and I could always kind of tell, like, what their feelings were about me. And I was always, like, super self-conscious about it myself growing up until I, like, started partying and drinking and stuff. And then that, like, kind of dulled it enough to where I could break out of my shell. And I've been doing a little bit of reading on empaths, and addiction is very common in that past. Mm. And... It explains why a lot of things happen in my life. But back to the enlightenment thing, there's these different stages, and then there's this one stage called the plateau, and it's like the third from the last on this list. And I just like found the second list on Google, and I found this this um, literature on it. And I used the muscle testing and the crystal to ask yes or no questions. And I got that I reached to this plateau, and I could tell because I could feel the change in me, dude. Yeah. And then... There's so much weird shit surrounding this that's con connected to the Grateful Dead. And I don't want to get into the details of that in the numerology. I'll save that for later because that's a fucking rabbit hole that we could talk about for like hours, dude. Mm -hmm. But I ordered this hat and 
on a whim. And I had showed this hat to Ah years ago, like two years ago, and it was a different version of it. I'm like, dude, this is the sickest hat I've ever seen. I randomly went to look for a hat because when I was hanging out with the, those kids the other night, both of them had hats on. And I was like, man, I used to wear a hat. And I was like, I haven't worn a hat in forever. I should get one. So I just like randomly ordered one. And I found one that looked the same. And it's like, dude, it's so badass. I'll show you a picture of it. Inside the hat was a name tag by the artist. It's my name. But the last name starts with the same letter, except only a few letters are different. And growing up, one of my best friends had the same first name as me. And his name was a single syllable word. And it was like a common name that was like, and it made me want to get a hold of this old friend. That's another story for another time. Like, dude, there's so many rabbit holes with this. Anyways, back to the main point. I was, I had a Jerry Garcia band show on the other night. And I was like doing my thing after all this or before this event happened. Yeah. And there was this weird, I have this like lamp in the corner of my room. And from the angle I have, you know, that TV I mounted on the wall. I think I showed you a picture of it. The TV oh, mount stand. TV. Maybe I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. So. And yeah, yeah. You showed me that. So the fucking light was shining off of fucking Jerry's face and, it was a, a song I'd never seen before, dude. And this is, you're going to be like, this fucking hippie is on fucking acid. And he's fucking tripping balls. And he's fucking, or he's just like fucking with me. Anyways, so back to the story. <laughs> Rip. The light is shining around his face. And I'm standing at an angle. And I'm just like jamming out to the dude. And I just get into this state. And I am vibing so hard. And I felt this change, and I just got there, dude, to this state where I was just like, I can get back there. It will now, dude. But what happens is when I go out in public or if I talk to somebody, I absorb their emotions and even in the form of toxins. And it fucking manifests like – have you ever seen the Green Mile? Yeah. It's like that, but subtler. It's like rashes and stuff. And I thought back on experiences in my past, and they all make sense, dude. This one winter when I was playing uh, Pepper Quest, real quick. I, I spent all my time in... Uh, I don't remember why I cut this part out, but after he talked about the Jerry Garcia um, thing, um, he went on a little bit about like how he thought... Like really certain like famous people like um like Michael Jordan just like really ex- positive people um were like also have you in seen the recent Michael Jordan able. Michael he's Jordan documentary he's not a positive person <laughs> not oh at all. is he not I have no, no. Okay. Uh, he, he his, 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 his brand thing. is positive but okay. Michael Jordan as a person kind of a garbage human actually yeah, oh, he's wow. a human being he's a human being okay. like everyone else yeah yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's human. But, like, yeah. I guess the point that he was trying to make is that he thinks that, like, certain people are, like, able to project their positivity, like, in a really mm. tangible way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to other people. Um, oh, God. So. I, got a, I got a lot to say, but. Yeah. Yeah. You want to keep wanna... going? Or. I, I yeah. got. Yeah, let's keep going. I want to see this through. I have a lot to say, too. Okay. We chat with these two dudes, and one of them was like an alcoholic, and the other one was an old, like, conservative guy in Florida. 
I do. You hear my voice cracking up talking about this, thinking mm-hmm. about it summons this stuff, dude. And then I have to do this stuff to like cleanse me of this energy, dude. I had this rash on my, uh, my legs. I itched it so much that my hair won't grow back on those parts of my legs. That's how bad it was. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I thought that I, my computer was poisoning me. I thought that I wasn't drinking enough water. I thought that I was eating something bad. I couldn't figure it out, dude. And now I know why. And as soon as I stopped gaming, it went away. And that's why I thought it was the computer. It was the people, dude. And because I'm an empath, I was picking up on their bad energy. Damn. This sounds crazy, right? Like, this no. sounds absolutely crazy. No, there's fucking weirder things. And, like, okay, I get... Cool. No, and I get, like, the... Uh, um, kundalini thing. Because I have definitely had... Uh, I felt it in my chest, dude, and I can feel it in my chest. And when it comes back, I take a big, deep breath, and my chest puffs up. And it's like I feel like I'm coming back to life. It's the fucking weirdest feeling, dude. And I I kind of of heard of people talking about this. And the way I describe it is when I'm in the state, I feel light as as air to a point. But I'm still myself, but I'm not weighed down by things. And – I'm so in tune with my emotions that as soon as somebody else's emotions start to creep in, I feel this sinking and this fog sets in. And then when you get back to the healing thing, you have something called polarity. And that's the main thing that I check now because it's almost like either a light switch or a circuit breaker. And when that goes off, all your shit kind of just goes awry. And then I lose the words that I need to get myself back. So I end and I used to do the muscle testing with my fingers. I found that it's not always reliable when you lose your polarity. So you have to use the crystal because that doesn't, that's never wrong. Mm. Um, and then you have to ask the yes or no questions to figure out what things you need to say to get yourself back. This shit is Looney Tunes, dude. I hear myself say this and I realize how crazy it sounds, but like, I don't care because I'm in this state where I just feel like, this isn't me talking. It's like the universe talking through me. And I feel like I'm connected to this stream of consciousness. And if you've ever heard George Carlin talk about gigabytes of just pages of text on his computer, this shit is happening to me, dude. I've written like over 50 pages of just pure consciousness of in like a format that like is unknown to me almost. And this is not even the crazy part of the story, dude. Like, are you fucking ready for this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So, yesterday, which was... Was it yesterday? No, it must have been the day before. I'm telling you, dude. Like, it's almost like in in the literature of the Kundalini, like, I could link it to you real quick if you want to read it. It explains about how you're almost you go in between worlds and it's almost like you have one foot in the spirit realm and one foot in the other. Mm -hmm. And then another rabbit hole that we could talk about is previous lives and how that ties into all this. And I can tell you, I don't believe in previous lives. I know that I've lived previous lives. And if you were in the room with me, I could prove it to you. It's fucking crazy, dude. And then you can ask questions and you can kind of search your past. And yeah, I, like that's a whole nother uh, topic. 
Um, but back to the main story. So whatever day it was, yesterday or the day before, I'll look at my notes. Dude, you know that uh, It's Always Sunny meme with Charlie Day with the, the notes and the strings all over the wall? He's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's literally my room right now, but it's all over my desk. I, like, found one of those, like, <laughs> sticky pad fucking things. Nice. <laughs> it's, like, kind of fucking, oh, no. it's got notes all over it. It's all over my desk. Dude, I've been telling my mom all this stuff, and she even thinks I'm crazy, dude. But she's she did mm-hmm. it first, but now she gets it because, like, I have her do the muscle testing with me, and she asks the questions, and she sees it happen every time, dude. Yeah. There's no denying it. Like, I think we could run with this and do, like, a documentary type, th- type thing. A YouTube channel would be easy, <laughs> dude. And just yeah. wait till you hear what I have to say. Um Okay, for sure. Oh, before I let me make a note of this. Um, so like regarding like the the Kundalini stuff and like the the breathing, the sensation you get. Uh, there's some shit about that linking to um, DMT receptors that we can talk about later. Um, Oh, because I there's some TED talk about this guy who does breathing exercises. He held his breath for 22 minutes underwater, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we can go into it in a little bit. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this, we could talk about this shit for, for hours and hours and hours. Okay, let me find this community yeah. thing real quick. Okay. And dude, I read this shit, and all the names, I don't understand them, but I get the gist of it. But that's my whole point, dude, because, you know, I've talked to you about permaculture and stuff, and, um, the whole basis of that is like observe and interact and kind mm-hmm. of just let things be and be on their own. And one of the things that um, uh, Jeff Lawton says, and he's like the guy, um, he says if the world needs more generalists because we have too many people that just they focus in on one thing. And a good example would be like me making a compost pile. I can't name you every type of fucking bacteria in that pile, but I can make some goddamn good compost you know what i'm talking about like yeah it's being knowledgeable about a a wide array of things can be so much more valuable than just so i try not to get lost in the details and then when it comes to this stuff like i try not to get polluted by other people's um writing because a lot there's a lot of just like you know i don't know a lot of people just i just feel like it's maybe that's just me being skeptical but i don't know i just never wanted to um hear other people's views without finding my own. And like, I grew up with this stuff, dude. And, um, that one crazy summer, uh, I was skateboarding a lot and I was like, do I, I was like it, my optimum fitness. I'm more fit right now than I was then, dude. Like I'm fucking ripped. Like I have abs, like defined abs, dude. I have no fat on my body. I sleep <laughs> less. I eat less. I have more energy. I, all my symptoms I used to have of anything, I can, like, it's crazy, dude, how I can control my body now. Yeah, and I've heard of stuff like this. Like, have you heard of, like, interesting, like a little uh, martial artist guy who stands and then a big dude comes up and he can't even budge him? Like, yeah, that shit's real, dude. Yeah, um, yeah I like the movies. Yeah. But the whole way I got to this before was focusing on the chakras directly and removing blockages and i found some literature about something called garanthes and those are like knots in your chakra flow and then i fucking asked questions about this thing in my left uh leg and i thought it was from longboarding 
And sometimes when I walk up the stairs, I get this sharp pain in my left hamstring. And one day, it was actually my grandma who helped me figure this out because we still talk and she still does good work, but she has these, these fits of just like where she's not herself. And then she has those coughing fits. I asked the question if the pain was from a previous life and I got yes. And then I asked, was this an injury from a previous life? And I got yes. And I said, was it from a battle? And I got a weak yes. So I would assume that I asked another question, maybe like I was a bystander or something, you know, uh, or maybe it was like afterward. Yeah. There's, the thing is with these questions, they have to be very specific if they're a yes or no question. And that's where you can get yourself into trouble because if you ask the question incorrectly, you can get an answer that actually isn't correct because you're assuming that the question was correct. It's kind of hard to explain. So, Okay, so here's the meat of the story, dude. So, the only thing I need to tell you uh, before this part is that I've observed my my grandma really closely since she's got back. Um, and I remember this one time when she visited last year or the year before. I was like going in the pantry to get some food and she corners me and she looks at me and I got this bad vibe from her. She said, you're gorging yourself. And it was just this weird thing. I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? I like, I, I'm like the skinniest guy. I'm like six, six foot, six one. And I'm like 160. Oh, what the fuck are you talking? And she does weird thing. And then I hear her talking to her clients and she's like almost mean to them or like and then when she gets clients that are in trouble I kind of always noticed it but never realized it that's when she would go into the coughing fits and lately after this experience I'll explain to you how I figured out what the coughing is so the night that happened with the video and I, I felt the change I went to sleep I woke up at 3.03 in the morning. I know this because I, I sat for a little bit and then I looked at my phone and it was 3.04. And I sat there for like five minutes. And before that had happened, I was so sick of this cough just plaguing my grandma. And this whole time, everything I've learned with this has been trying to fix this fucking cough or fix my, my mouth. And I was so sick of it. So I tried to do a, a healing prayer to induce a lucid dream. When I woke up, I remembered I embraced my grandma and my chest, where I talked about that kundalini, our chest combined and they locked into one dude. And I remember it so vividly. Sorry if I get emotional. This is crazy shit. I sobbed when I woke up and I sat there for about five minutes and I went in the bathroom and I took a piss. And then I looked in the mirror and I just started laughing. And it was dark. I didn't turn on the light because I usually don't. I was looking in the mirror and I was just, I had tears in my eyes and I was thanking God and I was grateful and I was just crying. And I was like, kind of like, just like, this is crazy. What is going on? And then I got this bad feeling, dude. And luckily I had my crystal in my pocket and I looked in the mirror and over my right shoulder is the tub with the shower. And I asked with my fingers if something was there and I got no. 
or no, I flexed and I like focused my chi and I flexed my whole body. I went, Whew! and it hit the mirror and I asked if it was gone and I got, I got yes. Or I don't even remember. Anyways, then I turned and then I, I asked the crystal. I don't even know if I asked the crystal. Dude. I don't even, it's, this part's hard to remember, but I just had this instinct to turn around and I fucking turned around, dude. And I fucking walked. I just turned around real quick and I flexed my whole body. And I went, and I fucking, dude, it felt like I was breathing fire like a fucking dragon. And my whole body tensed up. And I felt it. And I fucking turned around and I looked in the mirror and I turned on the light. And I looked myself dead in the eye, dude. My whole face tensed up. My eyes turned bloodshot fucking red. And I got this maniacal, evil fucking grin on my face. And I sat there and I said, dispel all the or nullify all demonic energy for a good minute or two and this face sat there still looked me dead in the fucking eye and as soon as i hold my fingers tight to see how long i have to do this as soon as my fingers break my face went away and i just started laughing that's what happened dude i'm not fucking kidding i was not hallucinating i fucking went into my room and i had to like like hold this shit in and like do everything I could to get rid of it. Cause it had like, it kept like coming back and there was like echoes of it, dude. I even called my mom and woke her up, dude, because I was so freaked out. And then this shit has happened in other forms on and off since this has happened. And I've had these like weird inclinations to hold of old friends. And the day after this happened, I texted an old friend of mine like two weeks ago. He called me back the day after this happened and his voice was really hoarse. And I stopped at a, <laughs> at a circle K dude. I was on my way to the dispensary and I had this weird feeling like I shouldn't be going there. And he called me and I did a, a U-turn and parked at the closest place. And it was a fucking circle K dude. <laughs> Cause then I thought to myself, I'm like strange oh. things are up at the circle K. <laughs> Anyways. So me and him fucking cut it up for like an hour or two. We were fucking laughing, having a good old time. And I was sitting in the gas station. And then after I talked to him, my throat hurt. And I had to like remove. And what I say is I say decontaminate. And the way I used to do these, it would, you would have to do it for like five minutes. And you would have to repeat it and stuff. After I've had these changes, I do it nearly instantly. If I have polarity, but the thing is, if I lose polarity, my testing goes off. And if I don't lose the crystal, I can get lost. I've been lost for like a long time before, dude. And I remember when I used to do it the old way, I would get lost for hours. And then I remembered that when I started coming back to uh, the game, I was getting terrible mouth pain every time I joined um, voice chat. And I before my grandma told me that my um, headphones, my actual headset, was knocking out my polarity, so I should wear it around the back of my neck. So I used to put earbuds in and wear the big, good headphones around my neck and just use them for a mic. And I asked and I pointed to it and I said, is that making me lose my polarity? And I got yes. So I was convinced. The question wasn't specific enough, dude. It wasn't the headset itself. It was the people on the other end. When I'm in a voice chat with too many people, especially people I don't know, I pick up too much bad vibes. And then if I don't have a way to process it, it overwhelms me and then I don't want to be there. Do you remember how I used to disappear for like weeks at a time? That's probably why. 
I'll tell you this one. The other night, my grandma was, she talks to my cousin all the time. They're very close. Um, my cousin has the same wisdom tooth problem as me. This is the night AF went in for that abscess in her tooth, too. It's a fucking, these coincidences keep fucking happening, dude. My cousin calls me up, or she calls my grandma. My grandma has been trying to fix this forever. She can't. Goes, dude, she's like 90, dude. She should be retired. She shouldn't even be doing this. But she's like, every time I tried to talk to her about it, she would like get defensive and start screaming at me, dude. And it was the fucking demon inside of her. It was, it was trying to like dissuade me. And I can tell you stories about how it tried to trick me and how it gave me false positives with the muscle testing. And then I checked the crystal and I got the opposite answer. And when she would come to our house, she would test all our food and she would throw away half of our food and say it was contaminated. And then I would see her take the crystal and she would actually shake it like she was forcing it. And then she would shake her head no before she would do the muscle testing. So like we observed this and we're like, what the fuck? And we thought that she was like, we thought she was getting dementia, honestly, dude. And since I've done this, I can stop her cough at will. I'm not kidding. And she's barely been coughing, and my mom's cough has almost completely gone away. And when I talk about old times with my mom, and I summon old memories, my mom's cough comes up. I'm not kidding, dude. I've watched it like clockwork for three days. It's fucking eerie. And my mom's seen it too. She could, like, I have witnesses. This can be confirmed. I could show you the muscle testing. Like, if you were here in person, we could document this, and we could fucking sell this as a documentary. Like, this shit is fucking real, dude. You know me. I've Have I ever stretched a fucking story? Have I ever fucking been untruthful? Like, never, dude, right? Yeah. No. Like, like, this shit's fucking real. So that sign, I don't remember what day it happened. It was after my friend gave me the astrology app. And I went to this forest reserve down the street from my house. And there's this side path that goes into the forest. And I tried to go down it one day. And I just never went because there was too much stuff in there. And it was like tick season in the spring. And I've been in every other part of that forest preserve. And the main part, there's a big wide path that goes under a railroad track. that's really big. It's up in the air. And there's huge telephone poles and shit. I took this small skinny path all the way down. And I found that thing. And it was like the triangle, the triforce. I used to always talk about the triforce. And I used to always talk about the number three and three and 23. We'll get into the numerology later, dude. But I found this thing. And then when I was walking, I forget if it was on the way there or on the way back. It was probably, anyways, the frog dog started acting weird and she got all panicky. And I got that. I get a feeling, dude. And it, it was this thin path in the woods and it was like barely cut out. And I got this feeling something was running towards me. And I fucking turned around. I did the thing where I like just focused my energy. And I asked the crystal. I got that. I fucking, I got rid of something. It was a weird day, dude. And before this happened, like it, it happened one night. I heard this noise under the sink and I opened it up. And I went, whoo. And I just like, I was a joke, dude. And I asked if there was something there and I got, yes. And I kind of shrugged it off. So that's the end. I kind of cut it Ooh. off there. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. A lot, a lot to digest on this one. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yeah. 
I feel like he's reached a couple places of gnosis with the with the psychedelics and like the music and just like getting that. I feel like there's a couple of incidences of him reaching that peak when he talks about the plateau of he's tapping into something mm. and I'm not sure if he quite yeah. I'm not sure if he quite knows but I think he has a general idea considering the story of his grandmother but my, there's the thing that I'm wondering about is what is he communicating with Ding, ding, ding. Right. That's yep. the first thing that came to my mind is what is he communicating with? Yep. Is he protecting himself? Is he grounding himself? Is he... Smudging. Smudging. Is he just doing yep. something to cleanse himself outside of what he's... Do- like, it sounds like he feels like he's getting rid of it. Or it's just, you know, disconnecting the line temporarily. It's like hanging up the phone. Yeah. But I think the line is still that. open where it can come back to him. Yeah. It kind of sounds like the, the latter uh, a little bit where he's just turning it on and off. But maybe. And I kind of told him to, like, you know, explore what's going on and try to figure stuff out over the next couple of days because, you know, this kind of state or feeling probably won't last forever um yeah and so you know learn as much as you can while you're there um yeah i don't know i i really did try to just kind of focus on the stuff relating to the story about his grandmother and what happened yeah um so that's where all the all the build-up came from yeah um yeah and there's there's just like a lot um yeah, I'll stop. I, Andy, do you? Know? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Caitlin. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, I know you do. I but mean, I guess Andy, Caitlin. That that whole thing could have just been Andy talking. I mean, not Andy's never told me a story like. Well, there's some differences. I don't mean crazy like in a bad way. I just mean like um, the intensity of the things that have happened. Yeah. But I mean, almost everything that he said, I've heard Andy talk about before and yeah. uh, I feel I feel so bad for him because I feel like he's like oh my god I'm just crazy. like you think I'm crazy anybody that hears my story is gonna think I'm crazy and it's just like no like you you need to listen to this podcast you need to talk to us because you're not crazy like we've all heard this all before yeah yeah, yeah, and that was that's exactly what I found so interesting because all the stuff we talk about is just like it's so similar between his story and then everything we do here. So, yeah, I just, and there's like no connection, you know, with uh, the rest of you guys and him. So, yeah, before Andy, <laughs> before Andy goes Take off, over. yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks. I want to say that perhaps he should be reading literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it seems like because he yeah it seems like he it seems like he is traveling without a fucking map or protection or protection he is we don't know for sure but we don't know for sure but wasn't mentioned but it was not mentioned and we're making the assumption here and yeah i try i'm trying not to but 
the one thing that I don't I can safely assume is that he is not reading different things on these because he says I don't want to read them because <clears throat> I want to explore them on my own. Well, that's that's good. Exploring that's stuff that's fine, but there is sometimes that you need at least a little bit of a map. It also comes at risk. Yeah, it comes at risk to travel. It, it would be like me going into woods that I do not know. Without a map, without a compass, without a phone, without a means to get back. Okay. And if I get lost there, yeah. I'm SOL. And he needs to find out who he's talking to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's really... Do you want me to go ahead and go? <laughs> go for it. I, 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 <laughs> I it said my piece. I said my piece. Okay. Um, hold on. All right, here we go. Um, yeah, that's really a, a huge point. Uh, when you're divining, always try to figure out who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, cause the thing is, um, you need to have some kind of shit test. Basically you need to know to at least figure out the intentions of who you're talking to. We've mm -hmm. talked about this in the past on previous episodes. If they blow your ego up, uh, chances are, they're not leading you down the right path. Um, if, you know, if they humble you, you know, if they show love, even if it's tough love, you know, which is meant to kind of humble you, you know, like, you know, obviously I can't say 100% that, like, when I use divination, then I'm not speaking to some other entity than who I think I am, right? Yeah. Than, other, than my spirit guide. Uh, I have to base it on my experience so far communicating with her. Or me when I'm talking but, to ancestral people. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there are ways to test these entities, and you should always test them. And the thing is, if they blow up your ego, that's a problem. Because um, he, he mentioned enlightenment and quite a bit. And here's the thing. Uh, that's kind of been my focus of study for the past few years and more and more intensely. <clears throat> and I totally understand where he's at. I want to make that clear. I go down these rabbit holes. Uh, I'm really bad about going very, very deeply down these rabbit holes, going to, to the, just the edge of madness, you know? And cause it's not that I don't believe that there's some truth to be found in those states, right? The same way um, if you're on a, a really potent hallucinogenic trip, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to pull that ineffable wisdom back with you, but or to find words to communicate it. So, like, I get where he's at. Um, and like Caitlin said, I have experienced very similar things to him. Um, my first Kundalini awakening or my Kundalini awakening was in 2012. Um I mean, David and I have talked about this before, you know, and his experience and mine and things and the, and the similarities because, uh, you know, figuring out, like, what the hell was that kind of thing. Um, and that led me down, you know, my whole path to where I am now. So a few thoughts. He mentioned a pain that was in his side, which happened after his grandmother's um, abilities started changing. Mm -hmm. Um and then her grandmother became progressively more negative of a person over time. Attachments, as we have talked about um, multiple times, and negative entities, malicious entities, can, can target households. You know, they can target families. 
bloodlines. There can be all sorts of things like that. So it goes back to protecting yourself um, in as many ways as you can. You know, there are ways to clear a space energetically with herbs, and, and I assume this person probably knows that given their upbringing. Um, so I'm, I would be surprised if they're not doing that. Um, obviously I don't know the depth of their, you know, like how much they've studied of, of things over the years, but, um, recommendation would be not just white sage, but also, um, Palo Santo, also witch grass and also, um, sweet grass, uh, you know, for clearing the space, especially when you're doing divination, um, yeah. You know, some some forms of divinations are just open channels, right? Like, especially channelers. Like, when people are doing trance channeling, like, you know, people we've talked about, like Edgar Casey or Law of One or whatever, you know, they, they they can get hijacked. You know, it's not it's not something that's impossible. And I also just want to point out, I can understand the kind of mania he feels, and I don't mean to be derogatory towards the way he feels about his journey towards enlightenment. Cause I think everyone should, I mean, that should be everyone's goal. Yeah. Finding everybody's enlightenment. Different. yeah mm-hmm. You know, find enlightenment through your own path. Um, but the thing is there is, I am very familiar with those states of mania, um, that are related to transcendental meditation and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can get extremely ungrounded, which is why I surround myself with people, um, old friends, uh, especially people who I'm very close to, people on the show, especially, and my wife, who help keep me grounded um, and bring me back down to earth because they know how I am. They know my personality and the way I can just dive deeply into a subject. And I can absolutely find out some great stuff, some you know truths or even fictions, who knows, right, uh, at the end of the day. But... I just want to point that out. You know, you need people in your life who, when you have a personality like mine and which may be like this person's, you need to surround yourself with people who will uh, check you, you know. Uh, <laughs> tough love sometimes, too, you know, and that goes back to what I was saying, you know, especially with your entity communication, even yeah. if it's through divination or otherwise. There needs to be a shit test, you know, like it, it, it doesn't need to be blowing up your ego or even always just pure love. Sometimes it needs to be tough love, you know? Yeah. So I just, yeah, I guess that's all I can really say about it. I mean, as far as my personal experiences and my studies, and that's the other thing, like you mentioned, Huntley, start reading it, start reading, start educating yourself, start studying, start like, if you want to take this subject seriously, which yeah. like especially protecting yourself when doing these kind of communications, just yeah. start studying. Even, even if it's just, I'm the not basics. telling you, yeah, the basics. I'm not telling you to build a fucking library like me and Andy do. <laughs> exactly. Um, because <laughs> yeah. because yeah because that is uh that you you will go down some uh, very very weird holes and. Uh, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're yeah. not getting some great information. You just need to come back, yeah. literally come back to the physical plane. <laughs> yeah, you need to come back to the physical plane. And, and, and there, the, there's basic ways matters, to do it. So. Yeah, there's basic okay. ways to do it. It's not ground. like, yeah, ground yeah. yourself, protect yourself. Uh, yeah. Get an idea of what, who you are communicating with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just simple stuff like that. I'm not telling you to ask it like 20,000 questions, but just to have a general idea of what's going on. 
And as yeah. I said, you don't have to dive deep, neck deep mm-hmm. into esoteric books like me and Andy do <laughs> to yeah. get there. You can do it. But there, you don't want to just run pantless into the woods and then wonder why you're getting fucking cold and you're lost. Yeah. 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 And I don't I mean, mean that derogatory at all towards anybody. Yeah. I would tell anybody this that's like when they're telling me that they're experiencing some sort of gnosis or, you know, some sort of uh, like dealing with negative entities. I would just be like, either read, and if you don't have anybody, like if you can't read, try to find somebody that does know it. There's still shit that, like, I don't, like, I run across, I'm just like, I'm going to find somebody that knows about this shit. There's also YouTube, right? There's yeah. and, and videos and, and other formats you can yeah. educate yourself with if it's easier to do so, right? Audiobooks. God, yeah. I've listened to so many audiobooks over the years related to all these different subjects. And, yeah. you know, there's there's really no reason, especially in today's day and age, not to – there's no ex- excuse really not to educate yeah. yourself. Yeah, no, no there if isn't. If you're so, in, so inclined. If, if you are inclined to do this, there's plenty oh, yeah. of paths <laughs> to do it. And I've talking, I've talked to all sorts of different people. If I've run across a problem that I don't quite understand, I've talked to all uh, different people who study different styles of magic, occultism, whatever the fuck you want to call network. it. Yeah, you yeah, network. network. You network with yeah. other people, and exactly. they're similar. And you're going yeah. to run across somebody that, like, if I have a problem with something, I'm just like. Or if somebody comes to me feeling they have a problem and I can't answer it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to somebody direct else them. and ask for them. I'm gonna direct yeah. them to it. Yeah. But yeah, that that's what I would say is I would encourage your friend to read a little read a little bit more into it. It's not it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not gonna make him any less inclined. If anything, it might make him more inclined to explore this path that he seems to be interested in. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong with the search. Have him on the show too. Yeah. I would, I would love yeah, to have him sure. on the show. Uh, yeah. Talk to him and uh, we can, uh, we can work something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I told him, you know, he should come on the show whenever he feels ready yeah. to. Yeah. We can, so. we can, we, we can figure out a schedule to do it. But we are at the hour 33 mark, so we need to wrap it up. Uh, any thoughts on anything? No. All right. Uh, don't go running the pantsless into the woods unless uh, that's really your thing. <laughs> yeah, don't go running pantless into the woods unless that's your thing. That so dangerous for so many reasons. Yeah. Especially if you're a guy. I just- yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. At home, like it's fine, right? Safe environment, you know. But <laughs> someone maybe not so much with bitches. You got cats, you know, they just real cats. Yeah. I got, okay, true. I got you do I, have yeah. you know, aggressive yeah. cats. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. But uh we are the high <laughs> kind and uh, if you like what you hear, give us a uh, good ratings on whatever platform of your choice. Uh check us out on Twitch TV slash the high kind. And for these uh, type of shows, uh, come to thehighkind.com and contact us if you have something weird or a question that you would want to ask. And we will try our best to get to you. Uh, 
I get all sorts of weird things in our email. So uh, we'll be back for our uh, normal show next week about skinwalkers. And then uh, again on Thursday to uh, do just another bonus show with questions, uh, topics that come up, and anything that intrigues us. And uh, have a good night, everyone.